Blog Talk Radio.
that song, Nathan Mwankore, is a hit song <laughs> in, in Zambia today. Uh, Dr. Pats, if you remember some time back, we talked about uh, freedom of expression in the country. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Pat said, yes, the, the, the government might try to stop the people from expressing themselves, but people will always find a way uh, of saying what they want to say. So that song, Dr. Pat, is talking about a voucher. Emankore uh, in this uh, instance is a, a, a voucher, a politician who comes uh, not to save the people, not to save the masses, but they come to enrich uh, themselves. They come as vouchers. They want to harvest where they didn't sow. That is uh, that song. So as uh, from the previous uh, discussion, Pastor Maka was saying, um, I don't know when Mr. Bella was last in Zambia, but the, 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 the explanation Nathaniel gave is very, very correct. If you mm-hmm. remember 1991, it was all over. Uh, who would have, uh, if you were watching yesterday live, uh, HH in um, in Masawombo, in Wapula, we would pull such such a crowd. Uh, so it is uh, everywhere. Uh, people don't even want to hear. Remember back in the day when he was put down, oh, he's a satanist. People don't want to hear all that stuff anymore, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, they're saying, well, a satanist is someone who is uh, inhibiting us from going to the hospitals to find medication. So, I know, right. Uh, yeah, so this thing is, uh, is big, uh, but it's good to see the participation of the diaspora. I will repeat what we just said in the past. Diaspora, whether it was, uh, remember, the what were they calling it in the Middle East? It was a diaspora who, yes. who said, no, no, this, we, 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 we live better lives here, and there are politics here, and we see how politics are used uh, to further the, 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 the standard of living of the people. In our countries, politics are used to fatten people's pockets. And that is a no no. <laughs> no, that's terrible. It's anyway, terrible. Dr. Pat. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Pat. I I I get I more, give you the I can feel we know when do meshes. Dr. Pat. Things are getting hot in Zander, Doctor Pat. Things are getting hot. I know. I know. <laughs> But you know what I would, you know what I would like to hear. I would like, yes. like to hear from any one of the candidates, their uh-huh. platform, their platform on what we've been talking about for the last two years, such as the FDIC protections. Do they have economic cooperatives, and do they have uh, malaria eradication? Uh, platforms or presentations and how they would like to do this or if they're going to do this. I've yet to hear from it. I've heard a lot of poetry. And you know our politicians are very good when it comes to waxing the poet, 
be poetic, but when it comes to prose, uh, they hope that they could uh, convince a lot of ears and minds with their words as opposed to what they can do with their deeds. Mm-hmm. And those, those are the things that I'm looking for. And those are the things that I listen for when Titian speak. And with uh, Zambia in particular, uh, I want those um, items spoke about and items addressed. Because if they don't do that, we will repeat the history. And our history hasn't been too well in these areas, malaria eradication, economic cooperatives, FDIC-like protections, funding college, uh, prison and drug reforms, uh, and especially addressing flooding problems. The two main things is malaria eradication and addressing flooding problems. If we can have those addressed by the candidates, that would go a great deal uh, far with respect to looking to the hopeful perspectives, future perspectives of the candidates. I like, I like that thought, but um, uh, we uh, in the UPND will be host, having town hall meetings, and I am sure we will be uh, uh, addressing those uh, issues. What we are going to Excellent. do in the town halls, yeah, there are going to be town hall meeting and town hall meetings and uh, uh, fund fundraising. So in that area, mm-hmm. we are going to bring the chairperson or the chairman of mm-hmm. the UPND responsible for health. So he's going to answer those questions, and I really like that. Um, uh, the team we are working with, uh, Dr. Pat, uh, is working very, very closely with the president and the, the, the high level. So we are not uh, uh, nothing. Other people, they, they watched what we did last Sunday with uh, our fundraiser. Um, we raised something like 7000 last Sunday, $7,000. I saw, I saw something like ten or eleven, was wasn't it? Yeah, now we had 15, actually, but oh, just on okay. that day alone. Roger, on, the actual, on the actual event. Roger, on the, Roger, yes. Roger and Nathan, yes. let, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, with respect to fundraising and donating, um, foreign, uh, foreign countries or individuals that are, um, that hail from different countries, cannot mm-hmm. directly pay into or contribute to United States elections for political campaigns. Is this the same way going the other way? Uh, no. We, okay. our, 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 our laws, uh, we, we don't have restrictions to who, who donates uh, to, 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 a, to, a, to a campaign. So Friends okay. of Zambia... Uh, they see a campaign which is uh, pro- promising. Friends of Zambia, uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. This other way around, they only allow. Uh, actually, even even in the United States, Doctor Pat, it is uh, they don't allow in inverted commas. They don't allow, but a lot of us were donating to Obama. Up to now, no one came to ask me 
if I was a citizen. Oh, I told them, yes, I'm a citizen. I'm donating to Obama, whether you like it or not. <laughs> whether you like it or not, I'm donating. You know? Yeah. Some of those questions okay. are just there to cover themselves up. Oh, no, 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 no. This person, we have this question we are attending his money. Otherwise, if no one noticed, noticed that money is working for, 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 for the campaign. And trust me, Dr. Pat, a lot of people we gave for Obama. Um, all we needed to say, yes, I'm a citizen. Now what? He, he is behind back. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long um, as we have that base, as long as we have that base covered, we're fine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yesterday, right, so we, uh, HH, you, you, you are one who, uh, you, I, I know we can't agree on this, but he, he had a very good line when he went to, to Rapala. He was telling the people of Rapala, when I see the water, I see the land here, the grass, uh, I can only see money. I didn't get that. You know? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what is that. I can, I can only see, see money um, because the, the, the massive water which is in Rapula, we can make uh, fish farms in a big, big, big way. So this is why some of us, I think, I want to give this man a chance. He has, the, in my view... And the most idealistic um, chance to win the next election. So, Allah, you will see. They, they might go up. I will see. <laughs> In my view, whoever will remove the corrupt government of uh, Mr. Edgar Lungu, if you heard what uh, uh, Lumumba was saying, Lumumba was saying Mr. Lungu has become, he's, he's not a Democrat. Uh, That's what he said. He is not a a, a a Democrat. He has, uh, you you know, cornered his friends in the corner. They cannot leave their houses to go and speak to the people. And just on that alone, Professor Rumumba was saying, uh, others uh, deserve a chance. And he actually endorsed HH. Okay. Um, you see, before you move away, Roger, I like that uh-huh. point where you say, uh, HH says, when he saw the water bodies in Luapra province, he saw money. Uh-huh. You see, th- that's why I cannot understand one of the worst things that has happened to Dr. Patrick is us importing fish from China. Oh, the way from China. Exactly. If you tell me, if you tell me you are importing fish from Malawi, Lake Malawi, I can understand it's next door. You see what I'm trying to say? Not yeah. from China. Fish yeah. from China. Yeah. That yeah. no. That that's 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 what we call in in theology and unpardonable sin. You can't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. And Important. To, to, me, to me, Katsema, uh, leader himself has, HH has, 90,000, more than 90,000 uh, heads of cattle. Who does that? You know, so, such a person I'm willing to follow. He is talking from experience. 
He was telling the Luapula people yesterday. I'm a farmer. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you things just like uh, 1 John 1 uh, uh, who tell us if we were to quote a Bible here. here. We, we were with him and we touched him. So we are not telling you some story of someone who told, who told us the, the, the story. We are telling you the actual thing which we, we saw. This, this man is a farmer. So he's not talking from nowhere. He is a farmer. 90,000 heads of cattle. That's some serious animals right there. You know? Huh. So, those, those are serious numbers, Roger. 90,000. Those are serious numbers. So if he tells the people of Luapula he's bringing cattle there so that uh, they can change, their way of life can change. The man has gone through, I don't know. Well, don't let me start campaigning, campaigning here. But uh, <laughs> Sundays we'll be having town hall meetings, town hall meetings to promote someone who has a chance to win. Roger, we're all happy for HHI. The HHI has a charisma, and every Zambian, especially the young people, you know, are poor when they see him coming and uh, for his accomplishments and everything that uh, he, he has done. But uh, I'll go back to, like, look, the Patrick always said about uh, playing chess and uh, checkers. I'm not a chess player, and uh, I love to play che uh, checkers. But the problem some of us have with the HH is the way he plays chess, you know? And, uh, you know, he should even take a break. Like, uh, maybe let me come ne ne next time. I don't think he realized the mistakes. And I don't, even, I don't think he, he realized what he's going to put the country into when he gets in power because the feuds, the, feud, the fights they have between PF and, uh, and him. And uh, if you supporters, you don't see that. You know, that's questioning. Tell, you tell us, tell us, Yama, what wait, wait, you wait, see, wait, which we, all of us are not seeing. Can you tell us what you are seeing, which all of you, us are not think, seeing? Do you think about PF? You know, in Zambia, this is, this is almost it's known that once you become uh, an intelligent officer in Zambia, that's it. You will never quit. You can't even write a book. and say, It's not like here in America. When we hear about Snowden, uh, he's gonna come and tell what 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 the uh, uh, the government was doing. You know, in America, when if you are FBI agent after you retire, you can write a book. And some of us have come to learn a lot of stuff. But not in Zambia. Once you become an intelligent officer, you go to the, uh, 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 to to the grave with that that information. So you're you're telling me that from Zambia, uh, you know, what you are missing, Ryama, you are underestimating the power of people. If you remember uh, KK, when KK was our, 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 our leader, we were scared of our own relatives to say anything bad about KK. That is how good his intelligence was. Remember back in the day, Nathan Williams, we said, KK, he can hear you even when you are alone. He can hear you. Remember, we used to say that. That is intelligence was. But Roger, pointing the folk Panganiya called Chiruvai was a fresh blood. I did she talk with the Chiruvo. No, but Chiruvai, I know, you need to ask me when Chiruvai left the government. 
The same thing Zambian people say, they will never go back because of the shoes he used to buy, because of things he did, because of my getting married and stuff like that. So they have to bring in Mwanawasa. You know, but 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 you you have time. Even the trip mm. comes yeah, to yeah, uh, uh, world of you know that's yeah, okay. Well, le, 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 le push yeah, if you want you guys, they can push it. They can push our If but UPND, you can be leaders. But at first international, we're gonna embarrass everybody. Who's gonna be involved with uh, with these two governments? I don't care how much power the internationals have. If you're gonna agree with uh, the PF or UPND, we have tools too to point things out. And if you wanna ignore us, just like you know, always, uh, uh, superpower ignores the small guys. But we have tools that uh, we we have tools to point out the tools, and we have tools to say how can you let uh, somebody like 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 this come in. Uh, Come in, in power. You can be in power, but we have to, to come and point out things. Even the reason I'm even supporting Bamumba, he has a clean record. At least, even if he doesn't have a, 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 he was a pastor, this and this and this, at least he's somebody who can lead the nation without Hama Bagaje. You know, go ahead, sorry, Nami Putola. But Nambo, Nambo, no, 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 no. PND. I thought you said let me respond. Number number one, first of all, I respect and I honor your choice of saying you're supporting Dr. Mumba. That's your prerogative. Every, all of us have got a and this is the beauty of this thing. He's a clean you one, but you know. Uh, okay, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, you heard the expression uh, Pastor Mwaka used, political conscious yama. First of all, this is historic because the diaspora has never been engaged at the level at which they are being engaged from both ends. We are engaged intentionally ourselves. Secondly, the nation has realized the contribution we need to make to this. My only concern, Roger, is that I hope they are not just looking at our pockets. That's my only concern. Um, there is a statement Dr. Patrick, uh, President Obama, has made about uh, Trump. He says uh, the unfortunate thing about Trump is that he hasn't allowed the job to grow him or to grow into the job. The reason I'm making that statement, Yama, is this. You cannot judge or you cannot gauge a person before you give them an opportunity to to read. You see, that's the only problem I have with people who are judging HH. You cannot judge him that way. You cannot judge Nevers Mimba that way. You can't judge member that way, all the presidential candidates can be, you haven't given them the opportunity to do it. Then, let uh, let me finish. The second aspect of this is that uh, when somebody, you have to look at somebody's track record. Uh, What do you call it? I was just chatting, Roger, here on the thing um, with, uh, what's his name? Robert, the one who just spoke at the end the friend to Dr. Mumba, the one I cut short, and we ran out of time. You see, he sent me a message, a message, and he says, a lot of people do not realize 
what type of I know I'm going to sound like I'm UPND. It really doesn't matter. I mean, I stopped worrying about what people think. I crossed that bridge. Robert said to me in a text message, people don't realize what a competitive candidate you uh, HH is. Okay? Um, give a person a chance, Yama, and then give them a grade or a scorecard. My key point, Yama, that's is what Obama said about Trump. And to me, it's very profound. He hasn't allowed the job to grow him. He hasn't. He went in. He thought it's one of those things you can control, like his company, the reality TV shows that he has done. Obama said, this is a different ballgame. You're dealing with the Senate. You're dealing with the Congress. You're dealing with the nation. You're dealing with the international community. You see the way he treats, oh, out of what you call it, he withdraws from World Health Organization. He withdraws from the, that, what's that thing that deals with, um, with the environment. You see, all he knows to do is, if it doesn't please him or work with him, he withdraws. I don't want to take a lot of time, Lord. My point, if I say we're making, is that you need to allow a person to work into the position. It will either grow you, like Obama is saying about Trump, or it will break you. Uh, Vanessa, can I jump in, please? Yeah, go ahead. I'm waiting for my guest. By the way, our discussion today is going to center on tourism under COVID in Zambia. We'll be joined by the chairman of the tourism board. Uh, so stay tuned. Don't go away. It's just about to call in. Go ahead, uh, Bella. Yeah, thank you, Roger and Mr. Nathan. Uh, just to ride on what Mr. Nathan is saying about us giving our politicians a chance and looking at their track record, you know, the issue I have with uh, our friend in the UPND with regards to HH, you know, he's been the president of UPND for how many years? Going close to 10 years, more than 10 years. I mean, if he can't have uh, inter-party uh, elections within his own team, how can we expect him to uphold democracy once he's elected into power? I had similar concerns with Michael Sutter uh, when he was campaigning. I mean, between Rupia Banda and Michael Sutter, of course I would have picked HH, but now it's very difficult to see uh, why we should select HH to say uh, he's the next person who can lead our nation when within his own party he hasn't allowed democracy to thrive. So for the UPND supporters, what do you say to that about HH not wanting to request the, the, the presidency? Yeah, um, I, I would say, I, I don't know what others would, would say anyway. Um, let me also answer that question. Me, I'm too biased. The concept of intra-party democracy is an interesting one, and I don't think that we should hold that as the, the all-telling standard. I think that the only persons who did that was uh, Chiluva and Mwanawatma. The rest of them are uh, because uh, we are supposed to elect a president. They they, there was such contention in Kabwe, and uh, there, were, there was not an election there. There was a justice election. It was a plebiscite and a show of hands. So there is no intra-party to write home about, even in the patriotic front, if that's the standard we must hold. And since then, Mr. Lungu himself hasn't been to a convention that has been contested. He, they are, he, right now, 
There are calls from KBF, KBV, and Shimba Kambiri was expelled from the PF for wanting the same so that they can go to a convention. The intra-party convention is a convoluted standard for the measure of democracy mm-hmm. in any political party. There isn't a party that can afford a third, apart from Nevers Mumba's party, uh, which is the MMD. Nevers went and contested the election, and what happened when they came from the election? Everybody, everybody chose uh, to go with uh, Rupia Banda's uh, power, and they, they joined. They have now become the new patriotic party, because those of us who are patriotic friends uh, don't even have a party anymore. Yeah, so... Uh, we can't hold that as the, the standard. And when you talk about opposition politics, if you change uh, leaders like uh, pieces of clothes without having the central focus of power, that political party dies. So unless the political party has been around for several hundreds of years or tens of years, uh, then we can uh, uh, maybe hold that standard. Otherwise, uh, it is not a standard that has, uh, that has worked either for any of the political parties, even if we go to MMD. The MMD has had the conventions, but the MMD has suffered nearly a natural death, maybe because of these, those same things, because uh, some people must hold the power and the pace and to push that front of the political parties. So I don't think that we should hold that. Yeah, and, and, the, you know, and to add on to that, that yeah, yeah, we should hold that that party you know, parties here which go to conventions, like the Democrats who go to convention, uh, the Republicans, look at the way they are funded, Bella. That allows them to do uh, things like that, hold elections uh, all over all over the, the, the country. Um, here is a party which is, which is one, one, man, one man funded. Here is a one-man funded. It is very, very costly. Uh, And let's not even um, hide into uh, uh, democracy when when it comes to uh, these parties. These parties are one-man parties. They're manned by one individual. He put up his money, he mans it. If he wins, we all celebrate. But they suffer alone financially. Let's not yeah, even, Rose, um, no, but yeah. He shouldn't get credit because he's using his own money. He chose to go into uh, public ser- um, service. That's his prerogative. It's not for him to come to us or any other politician to say, oh, I've put up a lot of money, therefore I should decide the direction uh, of the party. What I'm saying is, yes, he's put up a lot of money, so should we expect him to recoup the money once he goes into power? No, he chose that lifestyle, so he has to be accountable okay. uh, to no, the people I'm that he's taking. Okay, my... Yeah, who, but who, will visit who will visit Don't go okay. away. Stay on top of the hour when we finish with my, my guest. We, sure, boss. Yeah, stay. This is, these are hot topics, uh, it, it seems. And I hope people will be joining town hall meetings where we are going to argue these things. Uh, people, you are going to be accountable. Uh, do this. And this is, by the way, why we are getting engaged. We want to do everything mm-hmm. that way. We have a say. We can have a say. Uh, not having a say, but on the on the other hand, you are you are going backwards. It doesn't work that, that, that way.
Good morning. Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. My name is Roger here in Okotoks. Nice and sunny outside the Amabad Seway. But um, the wind is beginning to to come from the north. So this is Canada, by the way, if you forgot. So my guest, um, let me check. He sent me. Yes. He's um, down. Yeah, he's here. He's here. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Uh, I want to to read properly his um, his bio. If 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 he has sent it, that is. If he hasn't, uh, then we go with uh, what he's going to to, to tell us. Uh, yeah. So his name is uh, Rodney Skumba Skumba Roro. I don't know what Roro means. Uh, Brother Rodney. Okay. Hello. There it is. How are you? Yes, good morning. I will read you. It, it has come. I will, I will read it. I will read it. So, Brother Rodney, uh, here we go. A commercial savvy professional with a vast experience. Uh, I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry, people. I have to read. I've just received it. <laughs> uh, vast ex- experience in the area of sales and business strategy, gained from years of exposure in leading multinational and telecom, uh, telecommunications company. Rodney sales and marketing skills extend beyond uh, the field of relationship management in telecoms, but also uh, include experience in insurance, underwriting claims. He is a goal-oriented. Uh, we need that man, Mr. Rodney, we need you with a um, uh, proven leadership skills that deliver results uh, through the development of motivation terms. Rodney has Bachelor of Arts from the University of Zambia and Masters of Business Administration, uh, Strategy International Business from Holt International Business School in USA. Rodney is also trained in diplomatic uh, practice protocol and public Relations from the Zambia Institute of Diplomatic. So, with all this I've read here, Rodney, um, what qualifies you to be the managing director of a, a board? Is it a, to a board of Zambia? Sales? Well, I think uh, I'm not sure if I should say what qualifies me. What gave me the opportunity yeah. to lead? Um, oh, okay. 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 The point is, I wanted to find somewhere to worry there, so I didn't find it. So that I, I got worried. I got worried. Otherwise, uh, oh, I uh, Brother Rodney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you are the chairman of the um, Tourism Board of Zambia? Livingstone Tourism Association. So I, I, I'm the board chair for Livingstone Tourism Association at the Bio. Oh, Livingstone, and the wonderful. Tourism Council of Zambia Board. Okay, okay. So that, uh, that will help us uh, uh, quite a bit. So you are the, the chairman in Livingstone. So right now, are you in Livingstone right now? I'm in Livingstone right now, enjoying, enjoying the sunset. I could be outside right now, but then, of course... Uh, what are you trying to insinuate? <laughs> well, what I'm are you trying to insinuate? As, as opposed to the one in Canada. 
I know, I know, I know, I know your problem there. I, I saw it coming. So today we are looking at the subject is Zambia tourism under under COVID uh, nineteen. Uh, Rodney, uh -huh. please help us. Tell us before COVID came, and now we are almost a year into COVID. Uh, give us a picture how things are looking before and uh, after. Okay, um, just briefly to introduce uh, my association. My association, the LTA, is the member-driven organization, voluntary, which obviously looks at advocacy for all tourism enterprise businesses in Zambia. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we are affiliated to the Tourism Council of Zambia, and, and obviously as, as, as we are recognized by uh, our parent ministry, which is the Minister of, of Tourism and Arts, and more so, being in the tourist capital, we, 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 we are unique in such a way that we, we are the first to set up what we call a joint industrial council where we register as an employer organization and we manage our labor issues internally with the ministry other than uh, singularly with the various, uh, um, various companies. Now, mm -hmm. outside that, to answer your question, impact of COVID on tourism. Yes. It, it's, a, it's a known story. Obviously, when the pandemic uh, broke out in late last year, uh, we didn't think it would hit us almost immediately, and we thought we were just going to be almost there. And by the time it gets to our peak season, which is uh, March, April, we felt maybe uh, COVID would have uh, gone down or rather would have found a vaccine, but obviously nothing of that sort happened. So we started now panicking after March to see how best we could remain afloat with regards to <clears throat> COVID and tourism. And, 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 and uh, what is asked in the public domain, obviously, is the issues of, of the global revenue being lost between 63 billion and 113 billion up to March of 2020. <clears throat> now, this is information coming out of IATA. That in itself, tourism is all about travel, flying. So if IATA tells you that the, street, the, the effect that we will have, it's like IATA sneezes and then we cut the cold. So effectively, we lost out. Now, in Zambia, bring it closer to home. In Zambia, we know that tourism is the third uh, contributor of GDP, mining, and agriculture. So even in the seven national development plan, it's singled out as one of the uh, key sectors that uh, will be used to drive the economy. 2019, obviously the, the figures which are really available show us that we, were, we contributed 7.9% to GDP. We were targeting for 2020, which is this year, uh, uh, without COVID obviously, to be sitting at about uh, an easy 10 to 11.2% contribution based on the numbers that we uh, were getting with respect to booking. But that has not been the case. So effectively, employment has been affected. Businesses have, uh, are almost, are some of them are shutting down. Uh, jobs are being lost right now. As that yesterday from the presidential State of the Nation address, <clears throat> we did hear from the president himself saying, period under review, tourism had only contributed 2.5%, obviously against the 72 of last year. 
flash and focus up to 2020, end of year, December. The president mentioned that will be the contribution from tourism will be less than 1%, which obviously is, is a disaster. So we've had a big challenge, uh, obviously, with regards to how we're going to keep the businesses uh, with the pulse, how we're going to keep the businesses resolute, how we're going to maintain the morale and the staff if and only if we send them back uh, home. Now, to just give us a, a brief perspective with respect to uh, the estimated losses with regards to tourism in Zambia for the year 2020. So on, on average, we're talking about, uh, should just get my figures correctly here, we're talking about in excess of uh, 9,000 jobs being lost. The president yesterday did mention, which obviously... Uh, where just the wildlife sector itself, they lost about $90 million, uh, and in excess okay. of about 7,000 jobs in the wildlife sector alone. That's one sector of tourism. Now we're looking at the traditional one. Already, we're already sitting at about $385 million potential loss out of the business. Now, this cuts across from the hotels, the tourism development areas, uh, the hunters, the airlines, and the travel agencies. All those uh, put in one basket will be looking at that uh, scary picture. Now, we, we do realize that tourism itself is a sector that generates uh, employment almost immediately. Anywhere you go to, you, you, you have probably, for, 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 one, for one particular tourist, you probably have five to six jobs created because it's the kitchen, housekeeping, the bar, the wait staff, and everything, something of that sort. So you, you, get, you tend to realize that the, the, the potential, or rather the opportunity of employment growth within the sector is very, very high. So that's why we take very, very keen interest with regards to the measures, or rather the policies that need to be put in place to make sure that the sector post-COVID can easily turn around, can easily rebound, and be the sector that we're known for. Mm. Hello? Some scary there. If people are, are listening, uh, let's put some faces again uh, to one of the the points you have said here. One tourist, uh, Rodney, you are saying here, one tourist mm-hmm. employs a bartender, a bartender with a wife and a family. Exactly. One tourist mm-hmm. employs uh, a housekeeper. Um, uh, I don't know if there are ladies here, they will call me sexist, but she, she's a lady uh, housekeeper with a, a family who needs to go to school. Uh, one uh, uh-huh. tourist uh, employs a chef. Uh-huh. One tourist at a lodge uh, I, I live in, there's also a guard uh, at, a, at, at uh-huh. the gate. One tourist, uh-huh. there is uh, a receptionist uh, there. Uh, this is uh-huh. something that can uh, scare here. Uh, Nathan, if we start to put uh-huh. uh, people's faces to something like this, uh-huh. you see, and that's and, and, and that's exactly. No, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. 
You see, when, when Rodney, when you were talking, I was writing down the figures: sixty-three million, hundred and thirteen million, ooh, nine thousand jobs. You are talking about uh, a, a certain segment of Zambia's economic activity yes, yes, co- yes. collapsing. This, this yes. is very serious. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody listening. I mean, uh, in, in in our in the size of our economy, Rodney, you are in the center and middle of this 9,000 for, for our economy. That's a lot of jobs lost. Um, well, and, and, and this is why we are going through, the, if it is given at a hotel or at a, now you begin to look at the real people, Nathan, the, the real yeah. people. Because when you just say jobs, it's exactly. so general. But yeah, the real yes. people. In fact, in fact, I can even see the people who please, who make I, my I, uh I, my uh, yeah. Could I clarify? I'd like mm-hmm. to make a clarity. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the overall basket of job losses, the tourism sector is the biggest consumer of products and services when we been. We are exactly. talking about the farmers who supply mm. vegetables. We're talking about the yeah. chicken uh, rearing company. We're talking about all these other people who feed into us. Those are the people we look into. We're not that greedy to say, oh, no, my staff, my work staff, or my manager, and they're like, no. We look at all our suppliers who supply us to ensure that when you come to our property, you have the best experience ever. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, this is some, some, serious, uh, some serious stuff here. Yeah, go, go ahead. You wanted to say something. I have a time. I'm sure my, my friends will be joining uh, on top I, of I, the I hour. Hope not, yeah. I, I hope I'm not going ahead of things here, Roger. Uh, what, Rodney, what I wanted to ask, I don't know that I mean, my, my name is Nathan. I'm in Texas. What sort of meetings have you been having with the uh, government? Mm, good question. Yeah. Well, well, I can, I can certainly tell you personally, as I have gone up to the head of state. He's very much aware of that. He's aware mm-hmm. of the, the, the issues that are happening in the sector. Uh, the uh, minister, Honorable Stotela, is very much aware. He's been very helpful. He's been hand-holding us to say, look, yes, uh, we've presented all these things uh, to Minister of Finance, which is their sister ministry, to see how best mm-hmm. uh, these things can be expedited. However, it, we, we will be told to say we, we need to be patient. But the most unfortunate thing is in, 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 in the quest of being patient, businesses continue to bleed because we need to make decisions. And if we are unable to make decisions almost quickly, as, as any rational business person would want to cut their losses and say, okay, you know what, if it's staff, if I have 10 staff, I might as well just pay them off and then start all over again when things boil over. But if, if I'm given to say... By the end of August, these mm. issues are going to be addressed and we will implement our wait, and it, it will happen. So that's what we're talking about. So most of my members, obviously, uh, are a bit in a quandary to see exactly when what will happen. So for as long as there's no clear date on when a stamp will be put to say, you can do this, you can't do that, you can do this, then we'll make decisions from there. So with respect to engagement, I could definitely tell you we have engaged at the highest office. Okay. Another quick question, Roger, before I 
so to what um, let me see to what extent have your operations come back into action? I don't know whether that makes sense uh, uh, from the time that uh, yeah uh, well, the the, with excellency from, opened up the sector yes you see the, the, the we we caught ourselves between a rock and a hard place. Why? Because at some point, when that when when it was opened up in in, in late June, mm-hmm. July, we had a boom. I promise you, I sought out everything within the okay. region. Everybody was traveling everywhere else, and then we are fine. We were waiting for the another August holiday. From from whatever reason, COVID numbers spiked. Everybody yeah. now was scared to travel. So we went back to, to zero. And from August, the numbers have just been going up, 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 up and away. So nobody wants oh, to travel no. anymore. So we're back to zero. So there's pretty much nothing going on. Yes, the sectors are open. Well, now that the bars are open, maybe people uh, can be shy of, of, of COVID when they're drunk. We don't know. But <laughs> we, 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 we just hope that uh, the numbers... Uh, are, are held to a specific constant, if I don't know how they'll do it, but ultimately uh, we're, we're just hoping that with the introduction of bars and, and, and nightclubs for a specific period, especially on weekends, mm. it, it, it's a good sign. At least people now will be able to have something to come and see what happens. You know how, how difficult it is when you're, you're, you're trying to impress somebody, you go on a date to Livingstone or wherever mm-hmm. it is, and then there's no bar. You can't continue 48 hours looking at this person for that long. You might fight, <laughs> so you might as well just go to a nightclub. Yeah. Uh, R- R- Rodney, v- very quickly, I'm, I'm sure, and your, your auntie is here. She's going to say hello to you. Uh, Kenya, we've seen what they've done to the tourism industry there, government uh, gave them a package, a stimulus, a package of about $18 million, which is um, a drop in the basket, but it is uh, something. So when you say our government is talking or they are talking, have they given you uh, some kind of figure they are working with um, compared to the losses you are making? Well, um what is again out there in the public domain is that number one, the president announced the 10 billion stimulus package from the central bank, which was meant to be accessed by the various commercial banks for onward lending to us, the operators. The whole process took a bit of time. I, I can safely say now people are able to now get information regarding that uh, 10 billion. Uh, I would lie if I said I know anyone. That, that was ten billion kwacha. Yes, ten billion kwacha. Oh yeah, it can't be dollars. So sorry for that. Yeah, no, ten billion kwacha. So I'm not pretty sure of any uh, non-member who has accessed that fund. What I can safely say is uh, the the feedback we've gotten out of them is the the, the conditions obviously that come with that do not do not send stimulus per se. So it's like mm. Rodney going to a commercial bank and say, I need some money because I need some cash flow and, and the like. So it, it doesn't have that stimulus feel. Uh, fortunately, yeah. uh, for, for our heartbeat, uh, we, we have we have 
what I would like to call categories. The hard hit category in the sector, obviously, who are the artists, uh, craft makers, and the like. Fortunately, they they yet got again. Um, they were given a 30 million quarter uh, stimulus package, which they've been asked to apply for. I think yesterday was the deadline. So most of our members from the curio traders, the artists, have applied for that uh, stimulus package. Yeah, so I saw once that we one. get to that, have that. Yeah, which which obviously is a good thing. That's the plus. But for us, yes, the stimulus package is one thing that we would like. But what is very important is going forward. What is it that we we, we what is it that like will that. stimulate Roger to invest in the tourism sector? So it's the policy. What what policies are you going to find when you start to invest in the tourism sector in Zambia? How is how is your statutory regime? How is your tax regime? How is your licensing regime? All those uh, uh, bits need to be put. All those you need to have the ducks in a row where you understand. The biggest challenge, which I have said uh, time immemorial, is that our sector is heavily taxed. You look whenever you, you can be taxed for pretty much anything: bed levy, this levy, yeah, that know. levy, this levy, that levy. Know, At the end know, of the day, we are smart enough to pass on that cost to you, the consumer. And you know what we get in return? The sector is expensive. So, and effectively, we then get to craft our products to suit the foreign market, and hence our tilting towards the foreign market. So that mm. now that the foreign market is not there, we are handicapped. And mm. everybody is laughing at us to say, you see, you pay so much attention to the foreign market. But it's not because we want to. It's because the system dictates that's a good point. the other way. That's a good point. That's a, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. So uh, without giving, giving you a, a stimulus package, uh, on, on, the, on the taxation side, you've been unable to... Uh, come up with some deals with government, they reduce your taxes. That has, even that one has uh, not happened? Well, it's, it's what's, what's, that's what's on the table. So, I mean, look, after the SONA yesterday, we are waiting for the next 14 days for the budget speech to be presented. In that, in that email submission was, among others, obviously the issue of the VAT. Why VAT? Because anywhere around the region. For tourism, they do not charge their VAT. We always pit ourselves again in Zimbabwe, who is our arch nemesis in the sector. They don't charge uh, VAT. If you reduce our activities by 16%, we will beat the pricing in Zimbabwe almost immediately. Mm. That's number one. Number two, um, we're, we're, we're talking about issues to do with uh, service charge. Service charge obviously is paid. Look, what we're saying is service charge. You need to pay for service charge if the service was fantastic. Don't make it mandatory. Make it optional. It's a cost. So if it's going to be a cost, you look at your your your, uh, your if you look at your check, you'll be like, why why am I paying for this thing when I got that service? But you need to be able to just be able to pay for that yourself if you want to pay for it. We're talking about uh, tourism service. Uh, it's a good thing. It, it's, it's a fund that goes into developing areas within the sector. It's, it's fine, but obviously 
in the period of COVID. Those are some of the things you say, okay, fine, we should yeah. levy our people so much. Let's take it away. We're talking about, uh, you see, most of our properties in Zambia sit within the national parks. But our members get to complain, say, look, the charges outside the concession fees, outside that, there's all these little, small little charges which are being charged. Even when the, even when the camp is not occupied, there's a fee, standard fee that our members have to pay. Those things need to be waived off. This is the reason why you find that most of our locals are middle-income earners in Zambia, unable <coughs> to access the, so, the, the, the famous Lower Zambezi, the famous Kafue National Park, the famous South London, simply because it's out of reach. But we are willing to extend the benefit <coughs> should our listening government come to the table and say, okay, fine, guys, we want you to be sustained now. In being sustained, we will suspend this for now. Because ultimately, I had this conversation. If you bill us and we still don't have clients, we will still not pay tax. We won't have any money to pay tax. Exactly. So you might as well allow us to reduce this thing. We will as many people as we can. And then we'll pay in however way we do it. And ultimately, right now, it's not even about, it's about saving the jobs. We have been very, very categorical and consistent to saying we do not want to lose jobs. Allow us to maintain these people on law. If and only if, number one, you work on the statutory fees, NAPSA, late payment of, 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 of NAPSA fees. It's huge. 20% is insane. I'll be, I'll be bankrupt in six months. Reduce on that one. Issues of sending our staff on, on paid leave. Get into a social arrangement with your staff, knowing very well that they're not working, there's no business. All we're going to say, okay, fine, we'll manage you, we'll give you a bag of minimum, a bit of cooking oil, a bit of radish here and there, or find you something else to do. That is the relief that we're talking about, not cash. You, you are not asking for, for, for a lot. So with, um, with, with all these... Uh, just give us a small uh, view, a small, a small picture. Some of the lodges, your your, your members there. Uh, how is? I, I I know the answer, but some of them they've sent a lot of their employees back home. Say 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 a lodge had uh, twenty of them. Today, how many are still remaining at a, at a lodge? Uh, just doing. Uh, bits, bits and pieces here. Well, none, well, I can tell you, it's, it's very, very few, very little. Right now, all we are having is is, is few uh, conferences or good meetings, ten, fifteen people thereabouts, and they're like, just to put perspective. We're only talking about maybe fancy average in a month, maybe five percent, and we know very well that for an average hotel. For them to break even, they need to have occupancy on averaging about 45 to 50%. But mm. look, they just need to keep the lights on. And remember, us keeping our lights on simply means we don't want the rodents to get into our rooms and then start eating up mattresses. And by the time we open up, we have to, do a, we have, to have a big capex budget to start buying mattresses and everything else. We just need to keep the lights on, keep the rodents away so that if this thing goes over, we can quickly... To start business, and that's what <clears throat> excuse me, that's what we're trying uh, to achieve. 
when we say <laughs> allow us to minimize on some of these small little things, which obviously are within government's power, mm. then we are good to go. Okay, I'll go to the phone lines uh, now. Uh, but according to, if you're doing any, any research uh, in the re region, um, what are you hearing uh, is happening in other countries uh, as far as the industry is concerned? Are they getting any help from uh, their governments? What well, are you yeah, hearing I mean, around there? Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's what's happening. What, what, what you've heard happening in Zambia, obviously the 10 billion, the 30 million for artists, is what is put, uh, portraying. Uh, outside, outside Zambia, um, and 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 also, uh, I, I could probably uh, say one this thing: the ZTA, the Zambia Trading Agency, has been very, very instrumental in in seeing how best we could work around uh, a turnaround plan. Now, just to pick on what was was contained in the in the in the turnaround plan, <coughs> was to say the private sector should be able to give. Two governments were on the table, on, on our round table, to say this is what we're going to do. But at least for this particular period, we will commit that we are going to reduce our pricing by X for this period, so that we just remain uh, consistent and alive within the sector. But obviously, we just need to ensure that what will be contained in the 2021 budget will also show their part to bring to the table. So within the region. It's similar incentives. Uh, there's all these protocols that have been implemented, and you can't just create protocols as a country. It, it has to fit in, uh, in, in in all these other countries that you, you do business with. So what is happening in Zambia is exactly what is happening elsewhere. The only, the, the only difference may just be the issue of implementation and, 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 and the like. Okay. Uh, speak to your aunt. She she connected me. You know, I, I was uh, very uh, aunt aunt Claw. Say hello to your to your nephew here. Hey, good morning, son. <laughs> morning, Sam. How are you? Yeah, I'm so glad you didn't disappoint me. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Not I a know problem. I could Any, anything for you, mom. I know. Thank you. Love you. Okay. Love <laughs> you too. Okay. Some love there. Okay, Mama. Okay. <laughs> let's see. Uh, who has uh, a question for uh, Rodney here? Uh, who, who, who wants uh, to hear uh, something? Doctor Pat, uh, you say hello to Rodney. I'm sure you have a word or two. Okay. Uh, anyone better? Me, yeah, I can yes, take. Sir. I can take the whole. Uh, say that again. Yes. Yes, I have a, I have a question and a state uh, comment yeah, go ahead. for Mr. Rodney. Okay, thank you. Uh, Mr. Rodney, thank you very much for making time for us. I've really enjoyed this segment. You have, you know, I'm impressed with your knowledge and how you've been able to give us, you know, facts on the ground and give us the context as well. So very well done. If keeping us engaged. Uh, so you mentioned something that uh, even for us as Zambians in the diaspora, when we come home and we stay whether at a hotel or lodge, we definitely feel the cost uh, of being, I know we're coming home, but we're still tourists to some extent, 
we've filled that course, and I've mm. also found it sometimes it's cheaper for me to go to South Africa, even though I'm still right there in Zambia, than exactly. to say go to Zambia or Livingston. So looking beyond COVID-19, I know you mentioned you're engaging the, the government, but how practical is it that uh, your team or your members are really going to put policies in place that make Zambia an attractive place uh, for tourists, not just those coming from outside, but also those within the country? Okay. Um, sorry, I, I missed your name. Is it Pat? Bella. Uh, this is Bella from Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for that question. And and I was I was actually trying to figure out how I was going to swing in the issues of of investment. Now, the quick fix between now and when COVID is going to survive is invest in the sector. You, the locals, need to find time to invest in the sector. It's a very very touchy discussion that I'm going to have now. You see, most of the properties that you see within Zambia today are foreign-owned, purely because they have set up a product that will attract people from source, from where they're coming from. So you sitting, uh, Mr. Roger sitting in, in Canada, has a property sitting in Lower Zambezi. He'll be sitting in Canada and sending all these people into Lower Zambezi. He's happy, and that's how it's been run for a very long time. Now, because you're a Zambian, and then you've set up a business in Zambia, us locals would want to associate with the Zambian-owned business in those particular national parks. We'll be able to come through there. So even when your, your camp, the borders are closed, the airlines are grounded and, and the like, you also still have Zambians moving around, driving to come to your place. And that's what we're trying to say. If you're talking about activities, we have 40% of water bodies in Zambia. How many Zambians have boats? On the Zambezi, very few. I've, I've, I've always said one thing. Maybe tourism is a bit alien to us Zambians. We don't know. But what is key is all these water-based activities, the fishing, angling, they call it, uh, sunset cruises, boats, jet skiing, those are businesses who, which you in the diaspora can come and invest in. We've got trade, I will share with uh, Mr. Roger our uh, Zambia Tourism Master Plan. A very well thought through document. I can, I, I can, I give the Minister of Tourism a pat on the back. Well thought through document. It giving, it gives you specific sites where you can actually invest in sites that are earmarked for development. Come and invest in Zambia in the tourism sector. Then you have us to support you, us the locals. Yes, all you just need to do is to have a, what I'd like to call a share of wallet. How much of foreign will you draw versus how much? domestic, then you can have a sustained business. I wouldn't lie to you. I mean, I've, I've been in this sector like five years now. I thought I was going to break even maybe in year four, but trust me, I started making profits in year three. And I'm a small business, but which simply means that there's, there's a lot of cake to share. All that is required is for people to come and invest in the sector. Now, the biggest challenge that I've seen is we've got our Zambia Development Agency which allows people to invest, come with, a, you get your investment uh, certificate or your investment permit, and then gives you tax breaks or anything. If it's construction, uh, if, it's, if it's whatever capex equipment, <coughs> uh, capex equipment that you want to, to bring into the country, 
they'll be able to allow you to get it tax-free. Now, the, the, at the average Zambian business person will shy away from applying for that. Making calls is expensive. It's sitting at about 12,000 kwacha a year or so. That is not a preserve of foreign investors only. You are a Zambian in the diaspora. Get onto the ZDA uh, website. Apply. There's the form. Apply. You do the whole process. You get your certificate. When you're ready to invest, just go there and say, okay, fine, I want to invest. I've got the certificate. Okay, no problem. They'll, they'll give you all the paperwork, whatever equipment you want to bring in, you bring it in tax-free. That's what you're looking at. But your target should be to ensure that you are investing within the tourism development area that has been singled out in the Zambia Tourism Master Plan. I will share a soft copy with uh, Mr. Roger to be able to suggest to everyone. If in, the, in the unlikely event that you don't have it. Definitely, we don't we don't uh, have it. Rakasonso, uh, what are we missing um, as a country, uh, which is heavily taxed? Uh, that this should have been the first first uh, three months of COVID attack. We should have gone to reducing our taxes. We've seen it here in Canada. We've seen it in America. What, what are we missing as the African government, or is it the Zambian government, that we fail to do simple things as that? See, Roger, there is a big problem that we have, in, particularly in Zambia. Uh, the, first, the first thing that you have to do is to set your eyes on the currency. Uh, the currency of Zambia, the kwacha, uh, since Kaunda stopped the currency control, since we overthrew Kaunda who had currency controls, the currency has been in free-falling mode. And the reason of that is the externalization of earnings from Zambia and also the propensity for our consumption of imported goods and services. You know, so it means that from the perspective of enterprise, uh, we're not building in industries uh, that can return earnings within the country. Uh, that's partly because most of the enterprises are foreign-owned. So if you go ahead and reduce taxes, you will be putting extra pressure on the kwacha. So what you have to do first is to be able to find ways to retain money in the countries, to restructure the flow of money in Zambia. Uh, we have to restructure the flow of money in Zambia from the perspective of enterprise. So uh, what that means is we have to deliberately enact policies that empowers the Zambians in the country to own enterprise so that the money can stay in there. And secondly, we have to reduce uh, on the consumption of foreign goods and services so that we're not putting the pressure on the kwacha and taking out our productivity in the country. So unless we can do that, uh, in, uh, in, in, in growth in industry and growth in investment in the industry uh, would only be from the perspective of companies from outside. So the economy literally has been tweaked in such a way that it's only hospitable to investments from outside of the country. And uh, because we, the, the money keeps being sucked out of the economy, 
it is very, very difficult for new entrants into the market in any industry to make constructive profit because there is little money in circulation of the economy. So what we do need as a country is proper government in monetary policy, proper government in co ensuring controls that our little pond called Zambia, though connected to the global economy, we are taking a significant portion and share of the money we are earning and not all, having all of it externalized through imported goods or externalized through uh, paying, uh, making equity payments or debt servicing. So right now, we do not even have a country to invest in. What we have is just a, a little market in the regional economy. And unless we can have courageous leadership that says, hey, now let's have a country. Uh, and, uh, and actually, uh, Zambia now is a significant portion of the economy. When I'm talking about Zambia Nizing, I'm not necessarily talking about government owns. Government can own part of it, but all governments own something. But to the promotion of indigenous businesses and the reduction on unnecessary imports and also the renegotiation, the renegotiation of trade agreements. For example, we have a, we have um, uh, a significant, um, maybe like a seven billion deficit, seven billion dollar deficit, in terms of trade deficit with South Africa. So, what does South Africa supply to Zambia? Are there elements or items from those things that are coming from South Africa that we can make ourselves? So then we can empower businesses locally to build those products and temporarily suspend imports or, uh, until our goods can, or services can compete on quality and price. So in the absence of that, we don't have a country. We're just a little market in the sub-region. Uh, there's also another trade deficit that I'm concerned about. We have a significant trade deficit with the UAE. The UAE doesn't build anything, uh, make anything apart from oil and also getting Japanese products and the uh, you know, uh, in, in significant, um, huge amounts so that people go to Dubai to buy those spare parts and all those kind of things. But those are not manufactured in Dubai. They're actually manufactured in Japan. So when you get them from there, they are doing a markup on you. And then when you arrive and sell them in Zambia, there is also a markup on those. So, and those affect all industries, including tourism. Because in tourism, you're going to operate equipment, you're going to operate motor vehicles, you're going to operate all those kind of things. So what we are is just a little market. So we need to cut that trade deficit. We, we get, of course, we're getting oil from there, but can we get oil from another country that we can do business with? For example, instead of having a $3 billion deficit with the UAE, we can have uh, a, do business with a country that will allow us to take something from Zambia, even just for $1 billion, so that we are getting just a little bit of it, the money back in the economy to do business and to promote our own activities. So that is, should be the focus of the government currently, but, you know, their focus was to build roads. Uh, that should be the focus of the next government. I hope they'll have a focus similar in those parts. Otherwise, tourism yeah. is a fantastic yeah. piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, well, well yeah. said. I mean, we have... Uh, uh, Angola there, they are producers of oil. It, it goes to America, but it can't come next to go to, to Zambia. <coughs> that doesn't make any, any sense. Uh, Rodney Vakasonso has talked about two things I've written here. Uh, he mentioned the uh, currency, um, and then the other one, which I just made it up, uh, uh, are the packages. How creative are you being, uh, you, you guys there uh, in the industry? Okay, Rodney has, has, has dropped. Let's see if he's going to, 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 to come back. 
Uh, we, we want to find out, um, uh, Doctor. Why don't we import uh, oil from Angola? Does anyone know here why we don't import oil from uh, Angola? Two one four. Two one four is. Uh, I, I'm getting old now, and I forget these numbers. Oh, this is uh, Blair. Blair. No, I'm not. I'm not getting. Blair, how are you? Yeah. Six, uh, six, four, seven, six, four, seven. Uh, last four numbers, six, zero, five, zero. Good morning. Six, four, seven. Good morning. And Mr. No. Oh, six, four, seven is the uh, brother Patrick. Brother Patrick in in in, in Toronto. Uh, uh, you know this? Yeah. How are you, brother Patrick? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, I was going. <laughs> Things are going well. I just wanted to kind of make a quick comment. Earlier you said that, you know, you can't judge a person until they, for a job, until they no, get that, a that, job. No, that discussion is all ongoing. We're talking about uh, tourism now. Oh. But, oh, uh, no, I don't want to take you back to that, to that discussion. I I I know it's a contentious. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just I'm just listening. I'm just yeah, listening. My, my my guest uh, my guest is back. Uh, my guest is back from from Zambia. That was a political one, uh, and you know these things. There's no agreement. Uh, Rodney, welcome back. You 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 dropped. Hello? Um, yes, Rodney. I, I was uh, asking you uh, how creative you guys uh, have become. Uh, say. Uh, creating some packages uh, which will make especially the uh, yes, dropped again. Now he's having problems. He's having uh, connectivity problems. Yeah. You, yeah. you see, the, the point Dr. Kasonso made about uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, externalizing profits. You see? Yeah. Uh, that, that's a very, that's what has contributed to things Currency value, yeah. <laughs> so um, Roger, yes, Dr. Roger, just a quick question. Um, I didn't want to bring this to um, Brother Rodney's attention after we've discussed it, but we've been uh, working on the one pages for a long period of time, and the one pages would go directly to assisting Zambia with respect to advertisement and with respect to currency going both ways. So if we could revisit the one pager and then maybe um, ask Brother Rodney to comment on that, that would be very, very beneficial. Okay. Uh, we hope we, we hope it goes, uh, it goes, uh, it goes back. Uh, but um yeah, uh, it, it is uh, quite sad when you see what uh, our people are, are, are going through. Uh, in the meantime, in the Americas, in Canada here, they are able to provide stimulus uh, just, just just like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I really don't know. I hope I hope it goes it goes back. But who has who has an idea here? Uh, where is Vakalonde? I saw Vakalonde was uh, was here. 
uh, what has an idea? What could the the tourism sector do um, to stimulate uh, the industry on their own before they look to our our sleeping gov governments? Any any ideas? What could they do? Oh, the they could support open. our one. They could support our one pagers. If we return, we visit our one pager projects. They could do that, and that's one way of getting the word out that Zambia is on the map to those who are not familiar or unaware of Zambia. Okay. Yeah. So do so, do some marketing, but, but Dr. Patrick, don't forget that the the travel, the international travel especially, is not willing to travel right now. So we are talking about the local, the local tourists uh, before uh, uh, before we can talk about international uh, in the local in the local market. Yeah. The the big the big question is uh, that's what I was thinking about to say begin to push for local tourism or domestic tourism. But the question is. What is the financial economic situation of the local tourist? You see that it's it's a, <clears throat> it's a it's a difficult uh, position. Now in the circumstances I like that. of I like of that what is pre, what, what is prevailing? Do you put the local tourist is put in a situation where they have to prioritize how they are going to use the finances they have? Do they have? finances to say let me get away and refresh in Livingston or Calambo although I'm also not a proponent of uh, Livingston tourism there are a lot of tourist places in the northern part of Zambia which we don't talk about a lot so does a tourist have the opportunity to go to Calambo Falls or Meruantipa and all those places or they are thinking about or they are in a financial survival mode that is the big question right there. One of the things I think what has happened is uh, the, the government can give a... You, you've already said our sleeping government. The government can, can give a tax break. <laughs> like he said, give them a tax break. Just say, okay, between now and December, or between now and... Because tourism is in seasons. I've even forgotten uh, the seasons. When it rains... It's a different type of uh, tourism that takes place yeah. when it's dry. When it's dry, there's a different type of tourism that takes place. Because when it's dry, you have the hunters, blah, 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 blah. When it's wet, you have the families. and oh yeah. So, you see, the government needs to give a tax break to these uh, in the current situation. Okay? Okay. Uh, I'm also... Uh, I'm Rodney is back here. Nathan, okay. very quickly before he drops uh, his phone. Uh, starts to do the network issues in Zambia. Uh, Rodney, I was asking about um, uh, the powers within your your industry uh, before you go to to government. Uh, any creative uh -huh. um, uh, products? Are you creating any pro uh, creative products to uh, to rule the the local uh, the, the local uh, customer uh, to do uh, to tourism? Anything within yourselves? Well, yeah. We, as 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 we speak at the moment, we've already we've already implemented what 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 you're asking for. 
exact mm-hmm. same way. The way airlines do it, cut down on the frills. If you go into Ryanair, they'll tell you. If you go into is it JetBlue, whichever it is, they'll tell you, okay, you're going to buy your soda, you're going to buy this. Mm-hmm. Most of these properties around here, because they're, they're, they're tilted towards the foreign market, it's mm-hmm. all expenses paid for. So when you get there, you don't even exchange cash. They don't even have a post machine. They don't, they don't, you just eat, drink, enjoy activities, and leave. Now, for an average Zambian, middle-income Zambian today will tell you, all I want to mm. do is to go to a lot. I'll carry my own drink that I take. If I drink wine, I've got a specific wine I drink. I'll go with it to the lodge. I'll get a bottle of bubbly for my wife, and she'll take pictures on, in the tour at the Zambezi. That's all she wants. Don't, make, don't feed me from this time and that time and this time. That's not a Zambian kind of setup. It's luxury, yes, mm. but it, it inflates the pricing. So those are some of the things that we're looking at. Even on the boat, we've got Sunset Cruises, which will tell you, oh, no, uh, Sunset Cruise, it, 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 it's a booze cruise. Drink all you can, eat all you can. Then you say, look, that's not sustainable anymore. The, the disposable income from our locals is not as much as it, as it used to be. Why don't you just give them the boat? Carry your own cooler box and enjoy your drink. You're going to go on a boat, but they've only got a lot of gin. No, I'm going to carry enough Heineken in a whole big cooler box. It's flushed. That's the kind of fun that we, well, at least the bulk of my friends enjoy. So those are some of the things that we need to look at. Where now we're, it's it's, it's a road experience, we agree, but it's fitting in the particular mm. budget that we're going to target. We have been directed by the president. Mm-hmm. Grow domestic. Look at the civil servants. That's what we're trying to do. But in as much okay. as we're already put, uh, towing the line, government needs to say, okay, fine, you guys have done so much. Pat on the back, also we're reducing this, we're reducing this. Forget about this, forget about that. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Pat, uh, while you were gone, uh, was... Uh, there is some project we did some years ago where we were doing one page uh, um, uh, for, for, for the districts to show uh, the districts what is in here, what is in there. So it is uh, probably as uh-huh. we go, it, it is one thing we, the members of the diaspora, can try to, uh, you know, beat yes. uh, that drum. We will begin with ourselves to begin with, the members of the diaspora. Uh, when you are in Zambia, you know, can you imagine I was born in in Kitwe, uh, raised up in Kitwe, and I've never been to Livingston? How sad is that? Uh, so, no, 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 it's you need to do a better a job, uh, uh, Rodney, <laughs> make sure that on my next visit to Zambia, I come and visit uh, Livingston before I die. No, 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 no I can tell you one thing, uh, Roger. You, you are one of the many millions of Zambians who have not been to Livingston. Now, yeah. obviously, certain people will say, but why are you talking about Livingston? There's all these other things. But the one unique thing about Livingston is the Victoria Falls, which we always want to market. That's, that's our mainstay. That's our term. It's one of the yeah. seven natural wonders of the world. We do realize that we've got 14 other waterfalls around the, around the country in the northern circuit. That's another very interesting sites to go and see. So it's very it's important that we give an opportunity for at least imagine if you could only, of the 17 million Zambians we have today, if only 2 million 
of them traveled in a year around Zambia. I can tell you we'll have activity going on in Zambia. I like, I like that statistic. We, 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 the, the only problem with that statistic, you find that uh, those who are employed formally, however, they are below that number. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is exactly. the, 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 sad, the, the sad part. But again, yes. when we target that two million, uh, we are saying we want, like uh, China has done, we are going to push two million out of this level to this level. That way, the economic activity, tourism, and everything else uh, can begin to, to flourish. Rodney, I'll be in touch. Uh, you give us your, uh, so that you can share that information you are talking about. See if we can um, uh, convince one or two guys here to invest in the, in the sector. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be in touch, and, uh, and I'm sure we are going to pick up on where you left off. Not a problem. Thank you very much yeah. for having me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the for break uh, part in the transmission there. So that was uh, Rodney. Uh, he's the chairman of Livingstone uh, Tourism Board. So we'll be getting in touch with, with him as we go and see what we can do. Thank you, everyone, for calling in. Um, we are hoping to start our live shows very, very, very soon. Uh, this is... We haven't done a good job with uh, Nathan here. We are just talking. So we need to do a good job, start our live shows uh, very, very quickly. Have a good weekend, everyone.
Yeah. Oh. 